Lord, open our ears to hear your word and our hearts to receive them. Amen. Can you recall a time when you've been full of bravado and good intent and then faltered at the last minute when your confidence has deserted you? Peter, for all his faults in those early days of discipleship, was the one who leapt into a situation where others faltered. And so perhaps we, we have to feel a, a bit for him when on this occasion he too falters and doubt creeps into his mind. What lessons might we learn from Peter walking on the water and how they relate to our own walk with God? I think there are probably five things that we could benefit from by uh, exploring a bit further and seeing what might be revealed. And as we heard, the account we've just heard in, in our gospel reading comes just after Jesus has miraculously fed the 5,000 with two loaves and five fishes. And needing to be alone, to be in prayer with God, he sends the disciples off ahead of him across to the shore on the other side of the water. So the first lesson that we could learn is that like Peter, we should first ask God, what his will is before we act. And notice that Peter didn't recklessly jump out of the boat without thinking. Instead, Peter first asked Jesus to affirm that it is truly him, as he sought his approval to act. In other words, Peter wanted to know for sure that Jesus would allow him to walk on the water. And it's only when Jesus responded with come that he did just that. And as Christians, we are often tempted to do first and ask God later, reacting to our human impulses. We might also be prone to think that every opportunity, task, open door, or whatever, is something that God wants us to do. But it's not always true, is it? However, this story about Peter teaches us an important lesson. We must be open to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness before acting on decisions, especially the big ones. And there are many ways to do this. For example, we can pray to God to guide us, give us confirmation when truly needed, seek his peace, lead us to relevant Bible verses, and so on. Learning the numerous ways that God speaks to us will help us better discern his voice and respond accordingly. Discernment is such an important part of our journey with God. People sometimes think that it means listening to a direct word from God but that's relatively rare. All of the things I just mentioned and also confiding in a trusted Christian are the ways through which God speaks to us 
And the second lesson that we might learn is to obey God when he calls, even when things seem impossible. When Peter walks on water, it's symbolism for our own unique journey with God. Often God calls us to carry out tasks that on the surface may seem near impossible for us to do. For example, he might ask us to become involved in a new activity, something we've never even contemplated before. Or perhaps he may prompt us to reach out to a particular non-believer to share the gospel when we ourselves aren't sure he or she will actually listen. It doesn't mean that we have to go barging in. It may need to build a relationship with that person first, and that in itself can be daunting. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, he'll provide those opportunities, sometimes when we very least expect them. Whatever the case, just as Peter trusted Jesus to help him do the impossible, we can trust God to help us too. As we learn to discern his will, we can rely on him to help us carry out his plans. At times, this can mean learning to step outside of our our comfort zones or our, our boat zones, as Peter did. And the third lesson, with every step we take, we just mustn't lose sight of Jesus. Peter was only able to walk on water when he kept his eyes fixed on Jesus. However, the moment he took his gaze off the Son of God, he began to sink. And similarly, sometimes we get so busy doing things for God that we ironically start to forget the most important thing, to keep our eyes always on Jesus. When our focus drifts, we slowly start to drown, losing direction and purpose, and we stop bearing the fruits that God wants us to. And in this regard, Jesus gives us a humbling reminder. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from that, you can do nothing. And he writes those, those words in the Gospel of John. In short, Peter's story of walking on water teaches us to fix our focus on Jesus in all that we do. We need Jesus to help us live out God's good plans. And without him, we simply cannot do it. And the fourth lesson is don't let fear distract us from God. If there's one thing that will distract us from God, it is to go into the mode of fear. Peter only started to sink when he turned away from Jesus and looked at the roaring wind. <clears throat> For us, these winds can symbolize anything that's happening around us that might make us feel afraid, worried, or distracted. 
troubles are bound to happen in our daily lives, just like God said they would. For example, it might be that we lose our job and we stress over how we're going to pay for things. Or something else unfortunate may unfold that catches us off guard. Whatever the situation, Jesus promises that we will always find peace in him. We don't need to be troubled nor afraid. Instead, God wants us to stay calm and focus on him no matter what. In short, as with Peter, fear makes us sink. And we lose out on so much. But when we trust in God's unfailing love for us, he will surely help us to stay afloat. And the final lesson, God will rescue us if we stumble. In utter despair, Peter called out to Jesus to save him from drowning. And Jesus responded immediately, even though it was Peter's own doubt that caused him to sink. So to be clear, God wants us to trust and have faith in him. He doesn't want us to doubt. But like Peter, our faith might sometimes drift and we start to drown. And we really don't want this to happen. But sometimes our human nature just lets us down. But our God is good and kind and shows mercy and forgiveness to those who sincerely ask him for help. When we are when we are weak, his strength is revealed. So in short, we should always seek to walk in God's way, in faith and obedience. Yet even if we do falter, as Peter did, we must hold on fast to him. We can trust that he will rescue us in our time of need if we humble our hearts and call out to him. When I stood down as a governor of a, a local church school after many years, I had a worship table made for them in thankfulness for my long association with them. I wanted it inscribed with something that would be meaningful and acceptable to all the faiths that, that we had in our school, whilst remaining true to the Christian faith. And after much prayer, I chose these words from Joshua chapter 1. Words that God gave to Joshua, Moses' assistant, as he tasked him to cross the River Jordan with the Israelites as they returned to the Promised Land following the death of Moses. And they were, Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. And when at times you falter, all you have to do is what Peter did. Hold out your hand. Amen.